Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to After Work Drinks, your twice weekly dose of news, pop culture, and Pinot Noir. Brought to you by magazine editors and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill. Hello everybody and happy Easter. We are very excited to bring you a new four-part, or maybe more, isolation series. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? We're who knows? We're going to, you know, we're, we're an off-the-cuff type of vibe and we have decided to launch a virtual dinner party series where we basically tap a bunch of friends and on zoom and record it into an episode yeah so as you've obviously come to know from years of listening to awd these chats are unscripted chatty funny and exactly as if we're out for dinner catching up with our mates so this week we're dining with polly harding better known as pj to those who listen to kiss fm in melbourne pj co-hosts the breakfast show um, and she is from New Zealand and has been one of my friends for years now. I used to get her hilarious banter, which has kind of made her a bit of a sensation now in Australia, um, firsthand from my couch. Um, and we are so excited to have her join us. We're also chatting to Jess Vandelay, who is a journalist, model and influencer. We met Jess when we were all working together about three years ago and we have since seen her blossom into a fashion star both in Australia and overseas and she's very clever and beautiful and amazing. Then it's over to Jake Halpin, a former Sydney fashion PR turned matches fashion social media manager in London who lives in the city with us and who we are very literally out for dinner with every Friday night. So enjoy these, they're going to be coming every Saturday night for the next four weeks at least. Just like your regular episode of AWD, we would recommend you enjoy our dinner party series with a wine in hand and also with your dinner. And chip in, you know, if you've got any thoughts, just say them out loud. 
<laughs> yeah, just talk back to us. <laughs> especially for those us, ice- hear you. Especially for those isolating alone. We're here. Send us pics of your dinner. And please enjoy. We'll see you next week. Bye. Okay, hang on. Hang on. How do I do this? Ah! Hello. Hello, Paige. Hi. Hello. Hi, Grace. It's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. How are you guys going? Nice to see you. Yeah, you too. Bloody miss ya. Oh, mate. What the fuck's going on, eh? <laughs> I know. So we're talking to Polly, PJ Harding. Hello. Who I know is Polly because we're friends from New Zealand. Can I go way back? We go way back before you moved to Australia and were on the radio there. But you were on the radio in New Zealand when I knew you. Yeah. But I mostly knew you because you'd be at my house on the couch talking shit and I'd be getting a live radio show. (laughs) Do you live by yourself? Yeah. Yeah, hence why I got a kitten, because I was going to go crazy. I was going to say, are we allowed to talk about the cat? Or maybe your landlord might listen to After Work Drink. He could be <laughs> a fan. We got, um, got clearance, like, just after our show finished on Friday, um, before we went on holidays. And I was so fucking relieved. Like, I was so nervous. I was going to say no. I was like, I literally don't know what I'm going to do if I can't have this cat. <laughs> I'd already got it. Like, screw it. Like, I'm keeping the cat. You're like, it's here. <laughs> it's moved in. I had um, Frankie, my cat, for like four years without any landlords knowing, and it was so fucking stressful. I'm the worst liar in the world, and I have the worst like yeah. face. Like I just, I wouldn't have been able to. I don't know. I would have been so paranoid if I'd kept her on. I, I would have like given it away. I know I would have. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you drinking, PJ? Uh, okay. So I'm not normally a white wine gal, but we were lucky enough to have a free wine subscription for a while. No longer anymore. I don't know what happened there, but all the ones that I didn't drink were white. And that's what's left in the rack right now. Actually, I'm mine a good old Sevy B, but this is a Sevy B. It is a uh, reserve elixir from Margaret River 2017. Oh, that's a beautiful drop. Yeah, great drop. And what are you having for dinner tonight? Because this is part of our little dinner party series, but while we can't do it together. This is not my dinner, but this was like the best purchase I made a couple of weeks ago. This one kilo of hummus has honestly just <laughs> got me through. And I keep forgetting it's there and it's still so good. So anyway, that's not my dinner. I'm just having that as a little uh, uh, appet- appetizer. appetizer. Yep. Um, and then I have got some tofu in the Bridge, I was going to walk up mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I've got some boy. I was going to do a little Asian gingery thing. I don't know, you know, I'm getting quite excited. You like getting into your cooking, don't you? Well, I'm actually, re- that is probably one of my highlights so far of isolation. Like I've definitely got more creative. You're kind of forced to work with the food you've got, which is great. And like you're making food that you wouldn't normally do. So um, well, I would never, ever normally cook at all. So this is really <laughs> testing me. <laughs> I have made so many cakes. It's embarrassing. And like, I'm the only one who's eating them. So I've decided. (laughs) Obviously, yes. (laughs) It's a problem. Like I've started feeling like I need to bake. Yeah. My um, ex-boyfriend's mum was a bit like that. And I'd come around to her house and there would just be cupboards and cupboards and cupboards. You know how some people bake, but don't eat it? Yeah. They're the the real psychos of the world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. literally and you get round and they're just pushing it in your face and you're like no the best thing is to freeze it right so then you can kind of ration it and then it lasts you longer but i've got no room in my freezer because it's so tiny and i put stuff i actually need to like get me through like i don't know so how are you finding living alone 
Um, <laughs> I say as I grab my water. <laughs> How are you finding kind of loneliness and isolation? Have you felt lonely? We just did well, an episode on loneliness. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. Um, I have gone through like big waves and uh, I've also, also like felt like the last week I've kind of turned a corner. And I think that probably is correlated with my cat because like literally she, mm. having some, like even just like another soul in the house, even if it's an animal, it kind of, you know, it actually does comfort you. Um, but I think like I was having a few really good days in a row and then I was probably too good. And then yesterday yeah. the day before I just hit like a, <sighs> and I just got real upset and like overwhelmed. And I think it was just like a big release. Cause I think it just, it comes out of nowhere. You kind of forget everything and you're like, you're adapting constantly to this new way of life. Yeah. That happened to me as well. Cause I, came back to New Zealand and I was like, oh my God, it's so sunny here. It's so warm here. I feel happy because uh, I was feeling a bit down in London. Yeah. And then um, I was like, this is so great. I'm reading my books. I'm getting a tan. I'm working out. And then I just got into bed and just cried for like three yeah. hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, is, it is like that. Like you'll have like a really great day and you're like, I've got this. I've got this in the bag. And then the next day you're like, this doesn't feel right. But I think that's just all part of the process. Like we, we're doing something we've never done before. There's no real textbook on what to do and you kind of just have to take it day by day. And I think if you don't take it day by day, you go a little bit insane. I also saw, this is very kind of circa 14 year old, um, your yeah. little blog post. Oh yeah. Do you know what? I wrote a blog post for the first time <laughs> in my life. And I was like- I was like, this is an interesting development in quarantine always wanted to write a blog and like I always wanted to back in the day and then obviously like podcasts became the new blog and like you know videos and YouTube and everything else and so anyway I just started writing because I had so many people um reach out to me on Instagram and stuff like that going hey um I've been thrust in the long distance because of everything um you do long distance can you give some tips so <sighs> A lot of time on my hands I was like I'm gonna <laughs> you're like kind of all those crazy Ellen DeGeneres and like all those celebrities going crazy and doing all these weird hobbies and you're just in your house by yourself being like I'm just gonna start a blog a it blog was really cathartic, <laughs> it was really cathartic no it is cathartic it was good I read it oh look it wasn't great I mean like I have like not written in many many years but it was just more like here's a little guide and it wasn't even specifically for um like, I wish I kind of probably made it a bit more specific to the actual virus because the biggest thing is that you don't have an end date at the moment. And yeah, that's, I think that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing for fucking me. I'm like, I'm happy right now, but not forever. Everything, that's the thing. And I think obviously a big thing with um, like long distance is, you know, making sure you know when that next time is. So you yeah. kind of have to just accept that you don't know and you just have to hope for the best, but. So what were your what was your advice to everyone? Um, oh, first up, because I asked my boyfriend, I was like, "What's your bit of advice?" And he goes, "You have to like the person." And I was like, yeah. <laughs> "That's such a boy answer." <laughs> yeah, but then that's actually like not a bad point. Yeah. Like you know, make sure it's worth it. Make sure you're actually into the person um, because it's not going to be easy. Um, obviously, communication. Uh, I liked your communication point where you said. Um, 
you were like, for us, we realized that texting wasn't our strong point because texting, it's so easy to have a miscommunication. It's so easy to read things the wrong way. So they they like barely text and instead they'll call or video call. We just video call all the time. And even if you are getting snappy over video call, it's so much easier to just work it out. Exactly. Um, and I, it still blows my mind. I've talked to quite a few people who do long distance. They're like, yeah, well, we would only like FaceTime every few days or once a week. And I'm like, oh, no, like that's definitely been one thing that sort of really helped. I didn't even think about that before, how long distance couples would be affected by this. It's just never even crossed my mind. Mm. Well, it's funny. It's like, it's like this whole thing has either forced people into like, premature commitment yeah yes literally for a couple of weeks and they're like which way do we go oh we're gonna live together and then all of a sudden you're just confronted with all their flaws and all that so would you rather that i would never ever ever do that ever or i would rather long distance and i think long distance while it's hard i think i'd still opt for that because it kind of like gives it a bit more excitement and you know you can get to know each other over um do you guys sext <laughs> oh, like, no. like are you actually oh like i'll sometimes see like some like there's a cute picture but i just oh i was looking through your videos last night you know that i've to- i think i've told you this before but Sometimes if I'm feeling down, I just go to your guys' page and I'll look through the videos and I like look for the ones that have your name where it's like PJ's a fucking idiot. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and I click on it and I just wait. And then I'm just like laughing. Like I literally sent Grace some last night. And while I was sending them, I was just laughing. Thank I was like, you. who thinks of erection? The baby erection poo? one had me like on the floor. Oh, I was like, this is oh, all I God. need to know. Well, you sent me an email today with a couple of questions to think about. And you're like, what was your most... Um embarrassing moment on here and I reckon one of the most mortifying times recently was when I was talking about Katy Perry's grandma passing and she'd done a um a post on her Instagram and I read it out and I got quite serious and I was like um you know when it was her like um charm that was and you know um when it was her uh, anyway like it was like this big right up of her and then it was like may she rest in deep peace but I said piss <laughs> <laughs> and I everyone everyone in the producer's booth is erupting with laughter I love, and I, I, love, I love how it flicks to the producers and then you just and they all just have their head in their hands, hands all the time and I'm like okay they're allowed to laugh but you've got to keep it together you have got to keep it together and I'm fucking dying like that was yeah, that was one of my most embarrassing moments. And I've had some embarrassing moments. I'll think of some more. But... Did you acknowledge that you'd said Pierce or did you pretend that you'd like mispronounced Pierce and just keep going uh, with it? Jace ripped me out. He said, wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to be in that or something. I can't remember. Like, <laughs> wouldn't want to be in that. <laughs> I love Jace, how he, um, he's like perfect, that you guys are perfect together. Because you just say like dumb shit and he picks it up so quickly and has the best reply that it makes it just so much funnier well it's yeah he definitely um helped me get into that space of anything i i like i just felt safe to say anything because he we sort of just there for each other we sort of like yeah up or whatever you either rip them out or you sort of save them and i think that takes a bit of time to establish that trust and stuff on air so, yeah, because you could easily have someone that just makes you feel like a dick if you just yeah. said something stupid. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we're really lucky like that. 
Okay, so moving along, we wanted to ask you what your one recommendation is for people in isolation right now. Okay, is this like entertainment or anything? Anything. Well, first of all, Yoga with Adrienne on YouTube just is my jam. She's the best. I love her. Just started that. She's so great. Um, so that would be my YouTube recommendation, but also mm-hmm. um, my Netflix recommendation is so amazing embarrassing and I have an Achilles heel when it comes to teen dramas <laughs> and go uh, this one has a baby of good-looking people in it and uh quite supernatural vampire diaries embarrassing don't judge me but I oh my I can't God. The vampire diaries me either but but I saw a girl from the vampire diaries when I was in LA she was ordering a juice at the same time as me I didn't know who she was who was it Phoebe Tonkin no, I know who she is. The main one. Nina. Another Nina. one. Nina. Dobrin. Nina. You yeah. saw her? Yeah, she was ordering a juice at the same time as me. We were just waiting for our juices together. And then my, oh my friend, God, who's like the most, my friend who is the most ultimate chill human in the world, didn't say until she'd walked out. So I knew that the girl was standing beside me the whole time, but then she just walked out and then we got back in the car and my friend was like, yeah, that chick's from the Vampire Diaries. I was like, why don't you tell me things sooner? And she did the same thing when we went to this hotel and we were at a rooftop pool and Leighton Meester was frolicking in the pool what? with her baby. What? With her and Adam Brody's baby. Is Adam Brody there? Sorry, OC, like, OC is my freaking the OG. Is my OG. The OC is my OG. Yes. <laughs> I love a bit of escapism. You're disgustingly embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Who are you, who have you been most starstruck about? Uh, um, I used to love Ellie Golding, and when I met her, I was just so uncool. Like, don't you just mm-hmm. like when you just, you're like, oh, I'm gonna really nail it, and I'm just gonna fucking say all the right things, and then you just say the wrong things, and that was your one moment. It's because you harbor like a secret thing that you guys will be best friends if you just meet, so you're just putting way yeah. too much like energy yeah. into oh the meeting. Oh my god, it's the same with Zoe Foster Blake. I've like been obsessed with her, obviously, like most people for a few years. And when she came into the studio, every time she comes in, Jace is like, PJ's obsessed with you. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> We're ruining. That happened to our friend actually when she posted something with her. She, they'd had a chill meeting, a, a chill interview, and then she posted something on Instagram and was hoping that it might start a friendship or something. And everyone in the comments was like, you must be fucking dying. Like your dream for 10 years. And she was like, can everyone please stop? It's the word. So did you bring a dinner party topic to discuss a burning question? Uh, yeah, but now I'm really worried it's lame. No, don't be. What? No, what, what? Inspired by my Josephine, right? Do you think that animals that have been adopted during this time are going to get an influx of love and then all of a sudden people are going to go back to real life and go back to their routine and these animals are just going to be like whoa oh no what the fuck where'd you go that is such a (laughs) you have turned in yeah you have turned into crazy cat lady it's like literally that that was like me i was like anything anything i want to talk about is my cat that's it guys it's my life but it's a good point because that will happen because they'll be so confused when everyone starts leaving. Yeah, I know. So I'm trying to, like, give her... Why is she staring at the wall? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not paying attention to her for half an hour. But there's nothing there. Um, she, yeah. So I'm, like, trying to give, like, little blocks where I just neglect her so she gets used to it when I leave. Do you know what I mean? 
Oh, this is such a shit dinner chat topic. No, I think... Yeah, I don't think I would bring that to a dinner party. <laughs> I'm trying to defend it. I'm like, no, no, no. How many celebs have you DM'd and how many have replied to you? Oh. Oh, okay. So this is actually a good co- topic of conversation because me and Izzy got drunk at a party recently and revealed that we'd been, like, secretly DMing celebrities without telling each other, but not in a in a fangirl way. In a wholesome way, but still embarrassing. Like Jamila Jamil, we would be like, we love you. Like, take Did care of yourself. No. 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 So I <laughs> I DM'd her because she was saying um, that, like, everyone was cyberbullying her and that it was oh. really getting to her. And then I looked and Piers Morgan was cyberbullying her like a fucking asshole that he is. Yeah. I hate that man. He's just like this UK... Um, He's on Good Morning Britain in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. And and he was just being like horrible to her. And um, she wrote this big thing saying that her mental health was like really suffering. And then James Blake spoke out and was like, stop bullying my girlfriend. This is actually horrible. And so yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry that people are doing this to you. It's because what we realized was that whenever someone like Caroline Flack made us realize that if you like someone you won't say it and if you dislike someone you will say yeah. it so everyone thinks 100%. that everyone dislikes them when everyone actually likes them but aren't going to bother saying something so we're like we're gonna we're gonna start saying something but commenting on posts seems embarrassing so we, we've started dming but like that applies in yeah. their life as well like people never actually go to say compliments even if they're thinking that like it's actually a good reminder to say shit when you do think it if it's positive like tell someone because they won't know exactly like when caroline flack died everyone was like we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. But no one was saying it when she needed to hear it. You know what I mean? So we're like, we're going to start doing that. Yeah, that was so true. Who have you DM'd? I am. When I was single, um, I was living in a hotel when I moved to Melbourne, trying to find accommodation to move into. And John Mayer did a live. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) He did a live video. And he was like talking about how he had kombucha. And, oh, this is honestly one of the most cringe messages I've ever seen. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think like, do. You send this expecting they're just going to completely resonate with it and just reply to you. And, like, yeah, you're the one. John. John. You, love how I Great call start. Him Johnny. Yeah, John. John, you won't see this. But I'm the... <laughs> One, you won't see this, but I'm living in a hotel room at the moment. And your words about the loneliness that can bring sang to me. Oh, dear. Stay cool, dude. Wow. No. Oh, wait. And you're hot. <laughs> what flavor kombucha? <laughs> My game was so bad. Thank God I've got a boyfriend. That's the most fucked up message I've ever heard. In my How much time life. did you spend crafting it? Because it, feel, it feels it like it was completely off the cuff. But did you think about it? I don't think I thought about it. No, I think yeah. it was definitely yeah, off the cuff. Probably had a wine in the hotel room. And then I was just like, screw it. What have I got to lose? Oh, my God. And then I like would have worked myself up going, he's going to reply. He's going to reply. We're both in hotel rooms together. Like He's going to be like, yeah, she gets it. I get it. He didn't, and he never replied. I—that's the kind of thing I would unsend 
I would drink more and then unsend it before I went to bed so I wouldn't have to remember it the next day. Don't you unsend? No, don't, don't unsend no, it. Don't you unsend can't. It. I just made that can up. You screenshot that, <laughs> can you screenshot that for me so I can see it? Yeah. Do you want me to send it to you? Yeah. I need it. I need so it. I'm going to get it framed. You're right. I've also sent stuff like that to Ali Golding as well, like quite a few times. <laughs> You want to hear what I've said to her? You, yeah. you have like the most rogue celebrity crushes. Crushes. Yeah, I was obsessed with her before she went mainstream. And then I okay. like, yeah. Right, okay. yeah. You knew her Ellie, way back. Way back when. This was October the 1st, 2016. <laughs> Ellie, you're Not a, that long ago. <laughs> Ellie, you're a bloody light in this world. Love from the beginning. And I know you get this all the time. You really are fucking fantastic. Enjoy New Zealand, babes. <laughs> Babe. Babes. You really Not are. even one, two. Is that the only one or have you done a few more? Um, oh, and then there was a time where, oh, I can't remember. We chatted to her on the phone, like for an interview. And then, um, oh, I can't remember. Anyway, they made me send a message saying forgotten something because it was like slide into my, like we were telling her to message me anyway. And then I was like, love you. Thanks for the oh chat. Then she commented on one of my posts, which was cool. Did Oh, wait, I knew that. What was it? You doing a headstand? No, I think I was eating dumplings. Oh. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Why did I think it was you doing a fucking headstand? Eating dumplings? Because I took yoga with her once. Right, you did yoga with her, yeah. Back in the day, anyway. So you guys boring, are basically but... friends. Pretty much. I don't know if I've messaged a celebrity in a thirsty way but i'm certain i would have i just can't think of i just can't for the I life of me think to. of who it would be i just maybe wasn't as brave as you oh it's not, it's not brave it's embarrassing <laughs> i think it's with brave. john mayer i was 17 years old went to his concert in auckland front row oh my a, like full um bowler hat situation going on i think the plum mac lipstick yes she was good she was ready to roll we went out to cassette afterwards and right and like the, the city which was like all the rage back then um and then we bumped into a girl who was his opening act by bumped into we probably like harassed her at the bar and yep. then his whole band turned up at cassette but he wasn't there and then we were all chatting to his band all night. And I was like, damn it. Because I was fully obsessed with him back then. I was like, fucking, his sweat was like falling oh, on me. Yeah. He's so dreamy. And then, um, and then, so yeah, we're chatting with his band all night. And then they're like, oh, we're going to go back and hang out with John now. Because he's just back at the hotel. And I was like, trying to figure out where the hotel was. Yeah. And then, Put on your bowler hat and jump in a taxi. No, and then she earlier had been like, oh, blah, 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 we're staying at the Sky City Grand. And so I was like, taxi! <laughs> and we literally went to the Sky City Grand, me and my friend. We were 17, or maybe we were 18, or no, I don't know. We were too young to get into the casino, which is like a weird, and it's a weird age limit. I feel like the age limit is like 19 or Isn't something. Isn't it 20? Something annoying. Or 19, I don't know. I don't know. It was like some weird age where she could get in and I couldn't get in. And we went to go into the casino and his whole band arrived at the same time as us. And they were like, oh, girls, come on up and come have a drink. <gasps> and we were like, okay. And we were like going up the escalator towards John Mayer. And then the security were like, you can't come in. You're too young. And then they were just like, oh, okay, see ya. And walked away. And he was just over there. And then we had like the worst night of our lives because we were like, we almost bust John Mayer, which obviously wasn't going to happen because... 
he wouldn't have bussed two fucking children. And then, uh, yeah, we went home. That is, so I can't think of anything more heartbreaking than like going to the concert, imagining you're going to meet him, fantasizing about yeah. it, fantasizing like, what if we, what if we meet the band at a bar and then they go back to the hotel and then we bump into them and then like every single thing went according to plan. And Apart from my age. Your John Mayer story shits all over my John Mayer story. Your John Mayer story is the best John Mayer story I've ever heard. Pierce, <laughs> your hot, what flavour kombucha. No, nothing will beat that ever. I feel like in that message you're trying to cram a lot in about your personality. Like, too you're much, cool, too but you're chill, but you're funny, but you you take life seriously. Too much. Yeah. I needed to be more mysterious yeah. and sexual right out the gates. Yeah. And I like kombucha, like healthy vibe. It's too it's, much. It's too much. It's too much. I think because kombucha wasn't super mainstream then. And so I was ah. like, oh, I know what it is. And like, <laughs> I thought, <laughs> now everyone knows what kombucha is. It's like not even like, you know, a special It's feature. not even a thing anymore. Uh, I remember also when Lord was at the Vietnamese store right next to our work in New Zealand. And she was literally just trying to have like a quiet bowl of fur. And I come out from the, like, I've just ordered and I see her and I'm like, <gasps> and I'd never interviewed her before. And it, like most people in New Zealand media had, and I hadn't. And so I just got really uncool and this, this wave of uncoolness like came on and I ran over and I'm like, hey man, I just, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just got to say, I respect you. I, I, you're really oh my god Polly and the funny thing with you is it's like you have such a respectable job that like these people when they meet you they're coming in to talk to you as kind of equals and they're and then and then, and then all of a sudden I just open my mouth <laughs> and the equal is just <laughs> hey man I respect you <laughs> I just said I just think what you're doing is really cool what did she say <laughs> thanks thank you all right, please go. Like she was just like she was really polite, but oh, again, you know when you just think, oh yeah, we're gonna get along, and then you fuck it. I only briefly saw it, but Florence Pugh, you know that actress. Yes, um, I actually wanted to yes. talk about this. I wasn't sure if anyone had seen it. Can we discuss? This I didn't actually hear a whole message. I saw the beginning, but um, but she was just. Uh, it sounds like everyone just was saying, giving a shit for dating Zach Braff. Yeah, and, and they were really, she said they were, like, bullying him like crazy to the point where she had to turn off her comments. And then, which is... Who does, like, you must be so miserable within yourself to do that to someone else. It, it just, like, my mind boggles. I don't know how people do that. I know, and it's it's as if they're trying to make him feel like a dick for dating her, but then she's like, hey... Just by the way, to all of my fans who are commenting this on my post, that is my boyfriend. If you make him upset, that makes me upset because I love that guy that you're being mean to. Like, it's yeah. just, it's so weird. And everyone, like, like, people commented on that video and were like, it's, well, why can't I share my opinion? I think it's gross that your boyfriend's that much older than you. And she yeah, was literally yeah, yeah. like, dude, unfollow me. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, like, I don't want to hear me. your opinion. Why would I want yeah. you here? It was also like a funny quite 20 uh, like 24 year old video because by then she was like i'm 24 i pay taxes i'm a grown-up and i have been <laughs> I working for years and i and can I do what i want i've been able to drink 
alcohol for three years now so fuck <laughs> it off just re- it was just really cute i was like this is what i would have done if i was in my early 20s where you're like i'm an adult i'm a legal adult oh my god yeah when i was 24 yeah. i would have thought i was old now i'm nearly 30 i feel the same i'm like god i've passed my prime i just felt it it's when you're away. at festivals and you're looking around and you're like i don't fit in here you I never like, feel I'm older literally. everyone else just around you looks younger that's all that happens. Yeah, yeah. Even younger. When we were at Splendor in the Grass, we were watching Banks, and me and Grace were in the crowd, and these girls were pushing us like crazy. And it was six p.m. It was quite relaxed, and yeah. and we were just standing there, and we weren't anywhere near the front. And these girls kept banging into us, and banging into us, and banging into us. And I was like, "Hey," or something. I don't know what happened. I think I was kind of like, "Hey, can you just?" watch your space and then they go they turned around and looked me up and down and go go home to your fucking children (laughs) oh that's so hurtful (laughs) i was like and it was like two or three years ago you were like 25 yeah and i was like fear I've got what to go. Did you, say? did you just go? Yeah, we, we no, we just we just like pissed ourselves laughing. We were just like bent over laughing. Wow, that's what you yeah, think. So if you're 16 or something, you think anyone that's older than 20 is may as well be 100. <laughs> that's not- <laughs> when I was at high school, my um, brother was turning 21, and I was like, he's so embarrassing that he still goes out and drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us now. Look at us now. Okay. Paige, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, thank you. Did thank we get you. there with the dinner chat? We got there with the dinner chat for sure. <laughs> All great. we needed was you to get into your DMs. Slide in. It was so nice to catch up with you as well. I just missed you yeah, and you I want to come see you soon. Yeah, you need to come visit when, when all this. 2022. Lives. Thanks, oh, girl. Oh, let's, let's chat. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on. Thanks, Paige. Bye, gal. Bye. You guys want to meet my cat? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Can we take a photo with Josephine? Yeah. Josephine. Oh, she's gone. I saved a dog once. Why aren't you responding? That's oh, impressive. I thought you were going to say more. Hello. Hi. Hello. I'm sorry. I haven't done a Zoom before, so you guys are my first Zooms. What are you drinking? Your drink looks delicious. Well, so my drink of choice, I don't drink wine very much by myself. Like it's not really something that I'd crack open. So I've decided that my drink is kind of a, you know, an elixir in air quotes. So I've got a gin with a, Mm -hmm. um, my housemate made a homemade lemonade. So I've got gin, soda water, dash of homemade lemonade, and then apple cider vinegar and um, cucumbers. So oh my nice. god it's a cocktail i know i made myself a little cocktail it's like i'm not playing games what's the deal with the ap- apple cider vinegar mm, i just thought it was healthy i just thought you got to sneak it in there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like when i used to go and get totally pissed off um vodka and kombucha and thought i was doing myself a favor i don't know what what was going on there we're, we're conscious of the fact that we always um jump dive into conversations and then realize we're 20 minutes in and haven't introduced anyone so we're making a point of professionally setting things up before we dive into the combo uh so welcome to awd dinner party jess we are very happy to have you thank you so much i'm so on it oh we are so honored to have you so we met jess at work but you are a kind of 
amazing modern day slashy, a journalist, a model, a influencer. I don't know if you'd use the term influencer, but I'm getting more and more used to it. <laughs> <laughs> a woman with a following. And is there anything we've missed? No, I mean, I think that's that's all we can probably fit in this segment. I mean, yeah, that's that sounds great to me. <laughs> I need some slashes. I know. What well, you guys are slashes? I mean, you're you're a journalist slash podcaster slash amazing. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what's the last one slash pop stars in the making? How are you finding like the isolation period in terms of both work and just personally? Well, I mean, yeah, so um, it's so challenging, I think, for anyone. And it's been really, you know, hard for so many different industries. But definitely, like, the industry that I work in, obviously, being, like, modelling is, you know, sort of my full-time gig. And it's just, you know, not on. Like, even weeks before it was sort of announced, everyone was pulling out of shoots, I suppose, because of, um, you know, just, like, the risks of because you you are you're being touched and poked and prodded and pulled you know what I mean in each other's faces and so it just was not possible to um to keep shooting so yeah like work has been pretty decimated (laughs) this is why I think it's kind of the influencing thing it's you know I'm leaning back on that which is good because so many clients are sort of coming to us content creators sort of saying like well what what can you do and I think this is sort of an opportunity if you can kind of pivot your work to be able to maybe show off the fact that you as an individual are quite creative instead of, you know, like just relying on a, a thotty picture at the beach. <laughs> Love that. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. Nothing wrong with a thotty pick. I mean, you've got to sprinkle them in your feed, you know, you've got to sprinkle them. It's interesting because obviously we're seeing now that people are either rising to the challenge or really flailing with mm-hmm. how they respond to influencing yeah. in isolation. It's kind of separating the people who seem to have a kind of good grip on reality and self-awareness versus the people that don't. So like how, how are you making sense of what's happening in the sphere as a whole versus what you're like deciding to do? Well, I mean, you know, I think that you just, I've said to all of anyone that I'm working with, I said, I'm handling, I'm trying to handle as, as you know, we were already, it feels like a lifetime ago, but like, you know, the bushfires happened in Australia not that long ago. And like, you know, that was a really weird time to be sort of um, in a space on people's social media. And then again, now, I just think I'm sort of making sure that I'm trying to be as sensitive as I can to like the situation, like this is really life and death for so many people. And, you know, it's really needs to be taken seriously. But um, yeah, I just think it's just trying to find that balance of like, but, you know, we can't be talking, you know, negativity constantly 24 seven. And, um, you know, a lot of people are going online for that kind of escapist content, whether it's just something to bring us a smile to their face or just a different take on their reality. And I mean, you know, some people are nailing it and it's not to be discounted. We have asked all our dinner party guests if they can bring a couple of things. And one of the first things is a recommendation of something in isolation be it a book a movie a tv show a podcast just anything that an awd listener might like to have a squeeze on well i did my homework and i even put it on a whiteboard my answers so i can refer to them amazing i love this whiteboard this is huge this is my um this is i'm a work from homer as you guys probably are most of the time anyway 
So I'm, um, I've got all the whiteboards. So my recommendation is I have been listening, audio listening to books a lot more recently. I got into audio listening through Michelle Obama's Becoming. I don't know if you guys. Izzy did that as well. Oh, she's amazing. And yeah, she was incredible. And so um, she really got me into audio books. And then um, I've listened to a few really good ones this year. And then now like Ronan Farrow. And I know I, who, who, I'm pretty sure I spoke to, did I speak to you about that, Izzy, on, on Instagram? No, I, I read, I've read that, but I, I didn't listen to the audiobook. I've, I'm only just getting into audiobooks. So the only one I've ever listened to was Michelle Obama's as well. Yeah. And then um, me and Grace had this big war with Audible where we got charged like millions oh, of yes. dollars because we I... couldn't figure out how to cancel our accounts. And now, Grace, I haven't even told you the truth, but I'm back on it again. I'm back on it too! I'm back in because I can't get any book deliveries here. Yeah, no, I remember you guys saying that, but I just buy it on, on Apple Books. Like, I just buy, I just do the whole buy it outright um, on audiobook. I find with audiobooks, I don't know if you find the same, Jess, that, like, it's, I feel like it really depends on the book. Like, I find it really hard to listen to fiction audiobooks, but then non-fiction audiobooks are great because they just feel like a very long podcast yeah yeah no totally and 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 like also it depends on the way that people read it but like Ronan Farrow if you listen to his audiobook it's like if once you listen you'll like go on the internet and be like oh my god am I the only one that thinks like his accents are pretty hectic and he does all the accents (laughs) I'm into some cool some dark stuff I have something amazing Howard wrote I won't buy it she said patting the seat next to her but I've spoken to people who've worked at, you know, say Miramax, who told me I'm NDA. Like he, <laughs> like he does it like at the Italian accents, and like it's pretty crazy. So, um, yeah, that sounds like no one asked for it. No, no, no. Like, and I'm really surprised that like his boyfriend, like or fiance, because you know John um, Lovett is like very much into, you know, uh, I just feel like that's something he would have been like, oh, Ronan, no, don't do that. <laughs> That was like me right before this. Um, I was telling Grace about how my sister found a kitten and then I made a kitten meow sound and she was like, I'm going to hear that in my fucking nightmares. Like you did not need to do that weird voice. No, I mean, the thing is, is like, I think that it, I think with audiobooks in particular, yeah, it's all about the delivery. I mean, I like, I actually leaned into the mm. accent thing with Ronan Farrow's after a while, so that was good. But um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm listening to at the moment um, Joan Didion's The White Album. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's nice to be have that one read to you. To be honest, Good. I the thing I find hard with audiobooks is my attention span. So with yeah. um, with reading, you obviously can't do anything else because you're sitting there reading. But when with an audiobook on, I find myself just being like okay, now I'm going to potter around and do this or I'm going to do that. And then my train of thought just drifts elsewhere. And then I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And also then I, and I kind of want to reread a paragraph that I really liked, but it's just gone. Yeah. You have to kind of like pick the activities where you've got just enough. Like I do it while I'm walking. Like I just walk yeah. while I'm walking yeah. and then I just get lost in it, you know, and you kind of go on autopilot and it's great. And then I, uh, the other thing I'm really loving um is I went on to, I was thinking like, I go, I go into these little YouTube holes, like, you know, and I can't like get out of them. And I just sort of like dig deeper and deeper and deeper. And somehow I started watching um, Grey Gardens, the original. <laughs> I love Grey Gardens. Yeah. But did what you, is it? You, the original doco. 
Have you seen? Yeah, that? the original doco. It's, it's so, I've the, watched it about three times this week. I can't it's the stop. best thing ever. So Izzy, it's like um, Jackie Kennedy's weird kind of distant cousins yeah. who lived in this mansion. <laughs> But but they were dirt poor because they were in both East Hampton. A, a bit crazy in East Hampton and didn't keep it up, and uh, and it's a mother and daughter and they're kind of living as if they still live in this kind of Hamptons mansion. Big Edie and Little Edie and they literally are living like, like, like in it's squalor. it's dilapidated. Like oh my god, squalor, like thirty six cats. So but like, what is is this a documentary on them? Yeah, they went in and filmed them and Little Edie is just love her but just off the off the rock and nuts she acts like she's still a child but she's in her 40s and she's like look at this dancing routine that mother says that isn't very good but i think is good and it's like her twirling around it's cr- it's the best yeah she 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 sort of it, it's and she dresses so that thing is they're they're like you know the apartments the mansion is in east hampton so it's like they're rich like they're they're su- they've got some sort of money but like in terms of like what they own but they clearly don't have like no one's really around them very much and they um they just have all these random guests that sort of come over and she's got like these beautiful like Hermes scarves and like you know her because she's she's lost her hair so she just has this I don't know do, do you find Grace like her outfits were amazing like, amazing it's wild it's a so wild is this on wild. YouTube yeah well you can watch it on YouTube now it's probably pirated probably should gonna do watch that. it it's really good and then there's a there's a movie which I'm gonna that's on my watching list for this weekend um I'm gonna watch because uh Drew Barrymore and Jessica Lang play Big Edie and Little Edie and they love yeah so it's... that's awesome there's also as well I don't know if you've seen documentary now before but it's Bill Hader, Fred Armisen and Seth Meyers from SNL and they spoof famous documentaries. And the first one is a spoof of Grey Gardens. And it's so, so funny. Bill Hader Yay. plays Little Edie and Fred Armisen plays Big Edie. And it's it's hilarious. Yeah, well, I'm going to get, I'm, I'll watch it. I just think it's so funny. Like, it's just interesting because when she talks about Jackie and, like, she talks about how she, she got, like, you know, marriage proposals from, like, the Gettys family. And, like, it's just really amazing. So, yeah. Anyway, that's my, that's that was a, that's a. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good, Rick. And what was your dinner party topic that you wanted to chat about? My dinner party topic? I'm Well, actually, it's sort of something that we touched on just earlier, but um, I think something that I read a little while ago, and I haven't really been able to talk to anyone about it too much, is um, is the question, there was a Vanessa Friedman, Friedman um, 
a piece in, I'm not sure, I think it was in the New York Times and they, and she was discussing about, should we be shopping right now? Mm, yes, love that or, topic. Or already discussed it? No, we haven't. That's a great topic because we've been kind of thinking about this at the moment. I've read it and I also read um, on Man Repeller, Leandra Medine and Harling mm. were doing a conversation about whether we should be shopping right now. Um, yes. And I think where I'm at, because it's such a tough one, because it's like if you have the money to spare, then you're obviously helping people. If you're supporting local businesses, you're obviously helping a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and you're supporting ones who you would normally shop and shop and local businesses or whatever. But also then it's like, you're kind of putting people in danger if you're shopping because it's a slowing down people who could be shipping things to hospitals or healthcare services or people in need. And then B you're putting more, there's more risk of contamination. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of two sides know. of the coin, isn't it? Because you can kind of symp- like, you know, sympathize and empathize with both sides. I don't know. I'm still, my mind is still not made up like on either side. I'm the same. I think I'm the same as you. I think it highlights how areas like fashion aren't seen as, I mean, I don't know the details of government subsidies and whatnot, but it's like if we could rest assured that small businesses and small brands would be looked after and would be safe. I think we could all relax a little bit, but it's the knowledge. Jefferson Hack wrote a piece for Dazed in the last couple of days and was talking about how 35% of all young British brands will be closed by the end of quarantine because they just can't survive. Like Their margins are so small that they can't survive this period and how that's such a disaster for creativity and it means like such amazing new talent is going to be the first to go whereas like the big yeah. conglomerates can kind of withstand it so in that way you want to vote with your wallet but like you say it's just difficult we don't know when it's going to be over we don't know yeah like you almost don't want to order something now that you're going to get in potentially four or five months time like no one wants to be doing that yeah and then you don't even know if you're safe enough like if you have the money to shop it just it seems like a weird time to be shopping yeah, I think financially, like, that's the thing is, like, the question on a lot of people's minds is, like, well, you know, you know, in Australia, yeah, the curve might be flattening, um, but but we still rely on so many other global economies to, you know, keep our way of life um, going. So it's kind of like we, we, we only time will tell. And I just think, like, yeah, that I just had this kind of more or less like the thing that sort of strikes me is like when people are originally when this was all sort of happening um when it's all sort of started to you know surface on social media and everything and everyone did want to lash out at like any influencer or celebrity who you know was spruiking a brand um and it was really interesting because they were sort of like lashing out but then you know by that's that's a big part of their job is to kind of support brands so that those brands can then you know keep people in their jobs um and I just kind of had this moment of um thinking of the devil wears Prada you know when Andy doesn't know about fashion and how like yeah Miranda sort of says to her like you know you think this isn't about you like you know you might think this is trivial but you know this is an economy and it supports countless jobs and millions of dollars and I'm just like yeah like it is kind of 
you know, it, it, the way that everyone is treating everyone so frivolously for buying anything, like, you know, saying it's frivolous and pointless and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, well, you know, are you keeping someone employed? Like, you know, are you keeping someone's business going? Maybe. So I don't know. I'm just, exactly. I'm I think that, I think that, yeah, if you have the means to do so and you want to support a brand that you really love, then I would, I would kind of do a thing where I would say I wanted the items once this chills out a bit. But exactly like you said, Grace, you don't really want to be buying something that you're not going to get for six months. Yeah, it's so difficult. And it's like, I remember Emma Watson posted on her Instagram when the crisis started something that was like, if you can keep paying for your nail, hair and waxing appointments like normal through this period because these people are going to be relying on it. And that felt quite tone deaf to me when I heard it. Cause I was like, everyone's losing their jobs. Who's in a position to be paying for a pedicure. They're not getting. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It, is, it that- is that principle of thinking about how your usual consumption habits extend to people's actual lives. Like people who you have yeah. relationships mm-hmm. with and care about. It's like the, the hairdresser I usually see is a guy that I really like and am friends with and who knows people I know in Sydney and is going to be sitting at home and struggling because he can't get clients. And when you flip how you think of it, from, yeah, I can't afford this to everyone struggling. It is kind of just a reminder to not take a me, me, me approach, I guess. Yeah. I think it's hard for all of us being in the industries we're in because we see it from, the, from a different perspective because we're literally similar to your hairdresser in a way. Like we we we're not getting much. Like we're literally getting barely any work at all as well. Yeah. So it's hard for us to see it as being like the friends who I'm living with both still have their exact same full time jobs. Their salary hasn't changed at all, and they're just saving money by not going out and not spending. So for people like that, it's completely different. Like they're literally making all of the money they were making, but plus saving money by not leaving the house. And and whereas we have lost like eighty percent of our work. Oh yeah, it's been and and the, the thing is is like the other the other side of this is I'm like also like you know some some I know this sounds really cutthroat but like sometimes I'm like yeah like I think it's it's all about the quality of the service that people are providing too and like you know people are going to want to spend with their wallets things that you know they're not going to be spending and buying something just because because they they're going to have to actually like leave their house to go pick it up or like you know someone has to mm. make such an effort to get that product to you and i do think that maybe this is a period where brands who aren't of aren't good quality and it just kind of like not great maybe they will won't survive and you know yeah. that's there are certain brands out there i'm like you know do we need 10 million bikini brands in the world like, we talk about that all the time like we so don't. And so I'm like, yeah. if you don't survive, maybe that's because there's no demand for your, you know, it's not a premium quality product. And and it's not like a meaningful purchase because I interviewed an Australian designer for a story um, a few weeks ago and then did a follow-up interview about coronavirus once it broke out. And he kind of said that while it's scary and they're going to have to sh- shuffle things around and move back and won't be able to ship for a long time and obviously he's prioritising paying his staff's wages that the way he designs has always been not focusing on trends not focusing on seasons creating pieces that people can wear and keep forever so he's like because that's always been my ethos I can shove all of my seasons back a season and it won't really affect things too much I can I still believe so strongly that when people can shop again they'll still want to buy my products because they're not 
reflexive, see it on Instagram and buy it and wear it for two seconds purchases, they're forever purchases. So like you say, the brands that have always been doing that and doing that well are probably going to survive this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really about everyone else sort of proving that they're a meaningful purchase and not, you know, just like panic, panic purchase Friday afternoon, like, oh, I don't have anything to wear for tomorrow or whatever, you know? So, yeah. Great topics, Jess. You nailed it. Yeah, I love that. That was like one that we wanted to talk about in the podcast, but kept kind of, like it kept popping into my brain. I was like, we have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you. there we A-W-D, go, girl. I'm, 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 I can work. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you, Thank and you. we hope we can see you soon. I would love that. I can't wait to listen to more of you, from you guys. Yay! Okay. Bye. Bye, Jess. Bye, Jess. She, they could hear a little kitten meowing, like going meow, 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 <laughs> and then um. <laughs> That's going to play in my fucking brain on a loop before I die when I'm on my deathbed. Oh, my God. Why I didn't I just... need an audio version. I know what a fucking kitten sounds like. Why can I feel myself getting older by the fucking minute? It's so embarrassing. Hello, princess. Hi, darling. Welcome. You look so fresh-faced and Thank beautiful. you. I've just, I've just done a face mask. What face mask? Um, I've been using the, um, what's it called? That uh, glow one, the white one that has all the beautiful mud in it. It's just stunning. Ah. Is it like a clay mask? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. She says that sometimes and it makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> Did you get that from me? Maybe. I think it's the New Zealand accent and I'm not trying to be funny when I say it. No, because her mum did it once on the phone, Jake, and I was in hysterics. She was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe I got it from you. Yeah. Love that for me. Where's your wine, Jake? Well, I haven't got any because I've just been having this beautiful, wholesome evening after a day of work. And I knew I was talking to you two. And that's the best type of, you know, celebration I have. So what? You have no alcohol alcohol in the house? Or you're just being good? I've been drinking it, so I do not know. <laughs> Fuck. I'm sad. I feel like an alco. I have to drink out of this water glass because I broke oh. every wine glass in the house except one, and then today Zach smashed it. So we have none. I heard you saying that, and Isabel was bringing up how um, clumsy you are generally when it comes to possibly glasses of wine. Very and... boisterous. I had to think about how many times I've seen you knock a glass over and it's more than a few. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, right? My biggest one is I went to a, a big work event with like a very big advertiser and I went to shake the head of PR's hands and I just leaned across and just knocked a, a flute of champagne onto her white outfit <laughs> at the start of the night. It was like their huge event um, and wow. I hadn't had a single drink. I just got there. I'm just so clumsy. I love how as well we kind of we're very anti-manic energy but it is kind of like verging on manic energy yeah it's like manic manic it's like manic physical energy but then mental energy you're quite you're quite calm (laughs) whereas I feel like physical energy I'm I'm very um I'm very chaotic good and then when it comes to mental energy it's like it's just very 
chaos in general would be the I'm best the way to describe that. We were going to write something, but then we decided <laughs> slash forgot to. Um, so we're going to do it from the heart instead. And it's going to be as if I'm giving a speech at your goddamn wedding. So, <laughs> All right. This if, is a good rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for joining us, Jake. Jake is one of our very nearest and dearest friends from London. We literally can't go more than three days without seeing each other. The group chat is always popping off. We are now going through withdrawal symptoms because Jake is in London still and obviously can't see Grace and now I'm in New Zealand and we just decided to bring him onto the podcast because he is very hilarious uh and what else highly <laughs> and beautiful professional yes has a has a great career and work life which is how we met and loves and welcome to, to the podcast Jake we love you <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Long time listener, first time caller. It's amazing to be here. I saw you post on um your Instagram story today, kind of hyping your fans for the for this release. Look, you've got to get them hyped. That's what you learn in this in this wonderful world of ours. It's you know, it's all about the prelude. It's the it's the story before the story. You've got to build up the hype, build up the excitement. He goes, best part of my week is listening to to these two. And I was like, just because you're going to be on it tomorrow. <laughs> Literally um, seven minutes after I've asked him to come on. Yeah. In my defense, I think I was actually just about to start listening to this week's episode at the time. I very much had it scheduled into my afternoon. Of course. You know, we actually <laughs> didn't know. I was like, I wonder if Jake, Jake listens to our podcast. So you know what, I think I've but... been listening to it more and more lately because I've just been missing you two so much. Like I actually um, contemplated re-listening <laughs> to certain episodes. <laughs> That's chaotic. That's like when you need yeah. to check on, on your friend who's baking banana bread, you need to check it on the friend who's back at like, episode one of AWD. <laughs> I know. That's, those were the dark days. Don't go back too far. I will never re-listen Neither. that far again. There's a, there's, a, there's a point of success we'll hit where we'll wipe like – a hefty chunk of the 2017 <laughs> years <laughs> always moving forward i said to my friend that it's kind of it would be cute to look at back at when you're older and listen to them and you've got these memories of what you were like and then i was like absolutely not imagine if i had memories of myself age 18 yeah. talking yeah. crap that is to my awful. friend i would I just like, want to I die routinely do a sweep of the internet and delete like any old photo of me like you will not find a photo of me on the internet older than about 2015 and that is for a very good reason (laughs) guys I am not joking I googled myself the other day and I literally would have put my hand up in a court of law and said I never did this there's a wordpress blog oh my god single a single like it's it's what it's old blog stuff I used to write for this random publication in 2011 or something there's a single blogger-esque self-timer at-home shoot it's what? crazy how many and photos it's, it's on there like five crazy outfit a leather pinafore and like a lacy shirt <laughs> and a chunky heel with a sock and a really poorly applied red lip wow. and i saw it in the google image results don't ask me while i was google imaging myself and <laughs> i know i was like we need to <laughs> circle back <laughs> I don't know. Wh- I don't know why. I think it was this panicked sweep of the internet, and I was like, "Who is this girl whose name is Grace?" I knew I didn't even recognize my own face, and I can't get it off. I obviously desperately tried to log into WordPress to delete it, and I don't know any of the logins. I don't know how to get in. 
I can't but wait. Can I, can I just say, this. in terms of Googling yourself, I 100% understand and support that. And I think that's kind of part and parcel. <laughs> and like, this sounds funny, but it is part and parcel of kind of doing doing what we do and working in like media and comms, etc. is that you do often find your name attached to things on yeah, the internet. Yeah, it's, it's so annoying. I Googled myself and um the this article came up and I was like, literally the same as you with the WordPress thing. I was like, I have no fucking idea what this article is. And it was for Cosmo. And I'd written about um, a hot fireman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, please share. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? And it was the top article on Google. I was like, oh my God, I need to change my fucking name and start my career again. (laughs) The top articles I've written that come up are crazy as well. They're like seven girls to follow on Instagram or something. They're just so bad. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> Jake, what's the most embarrassing thing you've uncovered while Googling yourself? Go. Oh, my God. Well, actually, quite similar to you, Grace, I didn't necessarily uncover this by Googling myself, but I actually, in um, in lockdown, have had time to dig back through my camera roll on my phone, which is concerning because I pretty much had the one um, Apple account since I was 14. So there is six years worth of God knows what in that thing. And oh my God, like I just an six years, vibe. That's 10 years ago. What's wrong with me? Um, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just sorry. I, like, I just hello, cut little that juvenile and delinquent. Just cut over a decade off my age just there. Did you hear that? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, and anyway, I was digging back through and quite similar. I found hilarious shoot that I had done off myself much like yourself Grace um back in the days when I was like I think <laughs> yeah. like, fresh out of high school and decided that fashion blogging was all the rage mm-hmm. and I shit you know I found like a photo shoot that I had conned someone into doing on a beach with me and I was wearing this like hilarious blue printed kimono <laughs> <laughs> and I was like <laughs> You guys, I have something so much more embarrassing to tell you that I just You're going to beat that? And I'm going to die about this. The kimono. Izzy, remember that before you speak. I found out about Miranda Kerr by watching Victoria's Secret when I was about 12 and then convinced my stepmom that I needed to enter girlfriend model search. (laughs) Where are the photos? Oh Where God. are the photos? Izzy, release the and photos. I, and I just remembered this and I was perched on the fence, this fucking wooden fence in these high rise, you know how we wore like the tight, um, like light blue jeans with the flare. <laughs> Me and Jacob no, I don't remember that. <laughs> I think my hair was crimped and then I sent them in and obviously never, ever, 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 ever heard anything. I don't understand what happened. Why did I That's think I was terrible. a model? Not one person ever told me that I should be a model, ever. But we should, okay, well, there's leads that we can hunt down to find out what happened. Maybe we can uncover the picture. We should do like a, um, what do you call it? Oh the my teacher's God. pet. We can, we, can, we can do a search for Isabel Truman's girlfriend model search. My stepmom as well, is so young that literally when she was taking those photos, she would have been about 25 and would have been like, this is so embarrassing for her. I bet you she showed all her fucking friends. I, I feel like this is a mystery that we're going to need to uncover. I need answers here. I need to know what happened to this application and why you never heard back from them. Well, obviously, the, why I never heard back from them is because I should not be Miranda Kerr. I disagree, Izzy. I think, it's, I think you should have heard back. <sighs> Maybe I should write in. Maybe I should write an op-ed now. Was it Girlfriend or Dolly that had that ask 
ask section. Maybe if, if it's girlfriend, I would write into them and ask the question. Do you guys remember, like, I don't know, Jake, if this was your cup of tea, but do you remember buying Cosmo Grace when we were so young we weren't allowed to and, like, fucking tearing open that sealed section <laughs> as if your life depended on it and just, yeah. like... <laughs> I, remember, I remember my dad was very because he lived in England, he would kind of come back to visit us and didn't know a lot of the cultural <laughs> things that he was not supposed to let us do, which I really exploited, yeah. obviously. And I got him to buy me a, a Cosmo and a Clio, I think, when I was when I was really young, like 10. And I ripped it open and was reading in the car and it just said tampon sex in massive letters on the page I opened it to. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck is that? Tampon sex? I love it. Um, but- the Cosmo sealed section is um, like literally synonymous with Australian youth culture. <laughs> it is. No one's free from it. It's really it. not. Even I have beautiful memories of reading that section. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally scarred me. I bet if we reread it now, it would be like really troubling. Yeah. Like when Mel, when Mel wrote that article for Pedestrian and it was like <laughs> old dollies and it, the headline was like, are oh, you a skank or something? <laughs> I, I just feel like I'd be scared to read it now because I'd be like, oh my God, this is so boring. Like, come on, get out there into the world, kids. Yeah. Explore some things. Okay, shall we get on to a dinner party question? So we're asking so we're asking all of our dinner party guests to bring a few things to the dinner party. Oh God, it's not it's not just a salad, is it? It's we're asking a lot here. <laughs> it's not just a <laughs> what are those weird American things called where you'll bring a dish? <laughs> but it's not that. It's, it's not that. You just have to bring. <laughs> you just have to bring a potluck. Yeah, is that what it's called. Oh people, yeah, there you go. People That's do the them term. everywhere. I think. Okay, it's like a potluck for mm-hmm. ideas, mm-hmm. and Jake has had to bring a dinner party conversation topic and a recommendation, non-basic Tiger King recommendation. I was like, was I asked to bring one of those? Oh God. Oh my God! Did I not <laughs> ask you? To? Uh, no. <laughs> So I guess I'll just come up with this on the fly. Um, what, what have I, I literally had one yeah. job, Jake. <laughs> I can't tell you. All right, ask, ask me the question. I feel like I've got something. Okay. Um, and we're also asking everyone to bring a recommendation. <laughs> Could be anything. A podcast, an app, a book. Jake? Well, do you know what? I've actually been loving Grace. <laughs> Well, okay, can I say, this is not something I've actually tried yet, but it is absolutely something on my list that I'm very much looking forward to doing, is I was, like, just looking forward to this summer, like, traipsing all around all of these beautiful European countries and going to all of their lovely museums and art galleries, which is obviously not going to happen in our lovely world of lockdown that we live in. So um, I am very excited that so many of them have opened up their incredible exhibitions and their permanent installations for online tours. This is a great recommendation, Jake. Yes, very cultural, very, cultural, very highbrow. highbrow. Thank you. I'm I'm just using this now to offset the damage to my reputation that will be done for the second part of our dinner party conversation. So I'm just going to launch with something good yes. so people have a Any... positive opinion of me so that way when it comes down, it only comes down to about average. Yes, nice, love. Any specific <laughs> galleries that you're looking forward to specifically? Well, I need to look into which ones are doing it. However, <laughs> I did see that um, a friend of mine was doing a virtual tour of the Louvre today, and I was like, that's incredible. Oh that is incredible. Izzy, not to brag. Not to brag, but I don't need to do a virtual tour because I've done a solo tour of the Louvre when it was shut at night time. Oh. 
It's wild. There was like one person in front of the Mona Lisa, but they were standing in front of it for so long that I was like, you need to get the fuck away, please, so I can get a photo of this to prove that I'm here by myself. And then Grace sent her photo from um, the Louvre and she was literally like... It was like I was at Glastonbury Festival. It was literally... 400 people deep and just was like this. Literally every time I go to the Louvre now, which I do try and make a habit of doing no matter how many times I go to Paris, is I am now at the point where I just take a photo of the people looking at the Mona Lisa and just trying to find like the craziest looking people who are doing the weirdest things because it's a very interesting game to play, (laughs) let me tell you. Well, because we were, um, because we were there by ourselves, me and I was with Crescenti, my colleague at Grazia, she's the fashion features editor, and we were over in Paris together and Beyonce and Jay-Z had just released the video clip in the Louvre. And so we just dressed up and basically spent like an hour rolling around on the floor in the Louvre taking photos like we were Beyonce and Jay-Z. Oh my God. It's so cool that you got to do that. I feel like that's a once in a lifetime experience. I know. And we actually had a really great photo. Where we copied That's incredible. Them, which I've now archived because I decided I didn't like it on my grid anymore. Speaking of being obsessed with ourselves. Jake, what's your take on the archiving on the Instagram? Jake is a social media strategist for Matches Fashion in London. It's a very impressive job. And his whole role is social media. So what's your take on the strategic archiving? Look, I, I'm a big fan of an archive. And I think in this day and age and... You know, this is something which I've given advice to people recently about is, you know, there's this whole attitude of wanting to apply for jobs and people, you know, would naturally jump on the, I'll just, I'll just turn my Instagram private, like whatever. But, you know, for many people, um, you know, if they have a, a public profile or if they have a creator profile or if they, you know, just don't want to, archiving things is actually such a genius way to, you know, put away a few things that maybe you wouldn't want a prospective employer to see and showcase who you are as a person so they can actually feel like they've gotten to know you. Um, I'm a big fan of the archive. Just hide Grace things away to... and pull them back out when you want them. Grace used to um, get really drunk and would upload like 45 Instagram posts on her grid in one evening yeah. and then the next morning <laughs> go through and archive everything. <laughs> I think that's a separate issue. <laughs> that's a separate yeah. issue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we probably need to talk about that in a, in a separate vein because I think that's probably a like, different consideration. This is not a social media issue. This is a Grace O'Neill issue. <laughs> yes. I did have a relationship with the archive function for a long time where sometimes I was down to like 16 posts on my thing because I would just go crazy and archive everything and then unarchive. So now if I archive something, I delete it. So I just can't even think about it again. It's gone. And one time when um we were drunk, I th- I'm pretty sure we were like at Splinter in the Grass or some shit going like on the bus there and we were drunk and I was like I was like Grace just archive anything that looks shit on my grid and she archived everything and then she was like she was like Izzy I I went a bit crazy and I was like what and she's like I archived photos of your dead dad in the grass a betrayal in the grass that is just a hard I was, like, race. I was like that's fine Jake you're in social media you would do it too don't lie I look that's why I'm just glad I wasn't asked the question <laughs> 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 oh god that's um I mean look, look, look there's nothing that can be said for a clear plate that's just that's a great way to look at it <laughs> An archive is not a delete can I please remind it's still everyone in the archive I didn't like bring it back <laughs> Is he's had multiple chances to bring it back and hasn't. So who's the real criminal here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that who's, remains who to be seen. More loyalty? Okay. 
Moving on and upwards, we wanted to know what topic you wanted to, your burning dinner party topic that you want to discuss. Well, I mean, again, I feel like I do almost have two for this and I feel like maybe one can be a bit of a quicker one than the other, but they do kind of, I guess, lead into one another as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe let's go with how have you guys been finding this period of isolation I mean obviously you guys have been spending so much time apart from each other and everyone else in the world have you been much like myself having yourself you know finding much more time for like personal introspection and reflection and kind of using this opportunity as a way to look forward and and readjust maybe you know your mindset or what you're looking for in the world I've been trying to so I've been trying not to be hard on myself because, and I think that's what a lot of people are finding is you kind of, I was even talking to my friend last night and she was just like, I watched the Ozark season finale on a Tuesday at 2 PM. And then afterwards I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you should be working. That's crazy. And I was like, Oh, I've literally been doing that shit nonstop. I've just been doing whatever the fuck I feel like, or just mucking around for ages kind of feeling like I'm working, you know, like as you would do on a, in a nine to five job at the office where you just muck around for ages and then you feel like you've done a whole day's work and then you go home and you're like, I'm so accomplished. Literally, I spent two hours upda- updating the After Work Drinks Instagram highlights photos, like the little cat tiles. Oh, I and love the doing best, that. And had the best time of my life. And then I was like, that's me done for the day. So I'm like very much trying to just chill and which is making me feel a lot more kind of differently relaxed and little things like I'm taking now probiotics and doing this detox thing and trying to, I don't know, move my body for the first time in like five months. So <laughs> yes, I feel like it's a, this is a good thing for me. Yeah. I feel like I don't, I don't know how to say this without sounding insensitive, but I, I, was wanting something not like coronavirus obviously to happen but I had five years (laughs) just want to caveat that that I had five years back to back of working when I think about what I was doing for the last few years of work I give myself anxiety because I was just working myself to the bone which I'm sure we can all relate to (laughs) pulling the craziest hours going to events every single night traveling so much just running at the most frantic pace And when I left, I just was thinking all I want is three months to do nothing at all. Did you cause this global pandemic? And so I poisoned a bat. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we're going with this. Um, But I, because when we got here, because we were going into freelance work, it felt like you couldn't take your foot off the accelerator because this was the important time to be making all the connections and laying out all the foundations and getting the work and making sure everyone knew that you were working hard and doing well and it felt like it wasn't the time to sit back and do nothing and having this time to just sleep in, loaf around, not be stressed about working, not be doing 14-hour days, be moving at a kind of glacial pace, going for walks, cooking food, all this stuff. I just – I feel like I needed it for Mm. so long. And I took – so – when me and Anton broke up, I took one day off work and was like, um, messaged my boss and said that we broke up and that I needed to have a day off. And she was like, oh my God, take all the time you need. And then I just took one day and just like sobbed the whole day. And then I was like, right, back at it. And worked literally every day, including Christmas and New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. The only day off I've had since June. 
because I work six days a week um, for my writing job and then obviously at the podcast and stuff and then freelance stuff was the only one day I'd had off since June other than Sunday for s- was that one day. <laughs> and I was wow. like, wow, that's just stupid. Even like if you just do, because some days obviously I'd fuck around and just do like four hours work or three hours work, but it's still work. You still have, you're still thinking you have to do shit every day. What about you? Yeah, it's been like, it's been such an interesting period of time. I mean, very much the same. Like I feel like for so many years, I just like have been bending over backwards and prioritizing work and, you know, it's gotten me to like some really great places, but at the same time, I feel like it's cost me a lot in my personal life that, um, you know, I, I really, I've realized that I've been missing so much in this time too. So it's actually been, you know, like a weird, like, again, like you don't want to say that you kind of were looking for this, but you know, I get what Mm. you mean. It's like, it's such a weird thing because you always want that opportunity in life to be like, I just need like two months of like really just things slowing down and no one annoying me and people just leave me the F alone. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got it in a weird way. It maybe isn't the way we wanted it or (laughs) would expect it to happen. But it's such a good opportunity to do the things that you've, you know, been wanting to do and been putting off because you always say you're too busy. Okay, on to the next topic. Okay, hit me. Or am I hitting you? No, it's your topic. Yeah, you're hitting us. Hitting you. Um, Okay, well, the other topic which I thought would be very fun for at least two of us to talk about um, would be the beautiful topic of modern dating, particularly yes. in this like brave yes. new world of ours where we're very app enabled and personally disconnected. And I know at least from my perspective, it's been such an interesting take re like coming to London, I suppose, and seeing how that differs to what things were like in Sydney, if, if it does indeed differ. Um, so I thought I would get your thoughts on that first, Miss Isabel Truman, as someone who is bravely re-entering that arena. Well, shit. Okay. So I'm very fresh. Like I <laughs> obviously didn't date in Sydney, so I don't know the difference between there and then fucking hell. I didn't really date that much in New Zealand. I was, ve- I'm like a, I'm like a, a introduced through friends type girl, but I did have a wild um, Tinder era when I was traveling around Europe with my friend Hannah and every city we would go to, I would, oh my God, I don't know if we've told this story on the podcast before. Every story <gasps> exclusive. W- exclusive. Right. Every city we would go to, we would just kind of, I would swipe, 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 swipe till we found someone who seemed relatively normal. And then we'd message to be like, what are you doing tonight? Because we just wanted to hang out with people. And so we'd end up hanging out with like all these random people in New York. Um, I had a Tinder date come meet us in Central Park and we ended up, getting along really well. I don't think we hung out that night in New York, but then he was in Paris at the same time as us. And we like hung out with all of his mates and had this wild night out. And then when I was in London, I matched with this man who looked like Jesus, which was very much my type back when I was about 23 <laughs> and like tanned, long hair, uh, greeny eyes, just literally hot mm-hmm, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm obsessed with this guy. And we started messaging, and then he was like, oh, I'm actually going back to um, Jerusalem. Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> back to the dead. It was Easter. Um, no, he's going back to heaven. Did you also happen to meet him on a Friday and then see him again on Sunday? Like, what else happened, babe? <laughs> Guys, I'm going to get more wine. Keep talking without me, but okay. don't say anything interesting. Hello. I came out and just yeah. boyish, like, boyishly. 
boisterously grabs the wine and goes, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Have you got the bottle now? Oh, she's got the bottle. Okay. Yeah, nice. Drinking for the three of us, guys. You are. I'm glad someone was taking one to the team. So then, yeah, Hot Jesus looked like, was like, I'm actually going back to Switzerland. (laughs) Forgetting what country. I keep forgetting what country. And then, uh, but he was like, oh, keep in touch if you head that way and we weren't planning to at that stage and then fast forward two months and we are in Switzerland and I was like I'm gonna message hot Jesus and so I messaged him and then I was like what are you up to tonight and he was like oh I'm just going out with all my friends what are you doing do you guys want to come and so we ended up meeting up with him underneath a bridge weirdly because Switzerland is the most expensive country in the fucking Mm -hmm. world we went to try and go to Burger King and it was it worked out to be I think like 25 New Zealand dollars for a Whopper Junior I was Jumbo. literally about to say, Izzy, that the only thing I remember from being in Switzerland is going to Burger King and paying $60 for the two of us to have food. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No joke. Like, literally. Yeah. So then we, we, he was, I was like, we're broke. We don't want to, we can't afford to go anywhere. So he goes, okay, cool. Go to a convenience store, buy the bottles of beer, and we'll meet you in the park. And so we were drinking there with him and his mates. We got along really well. Um, fast forward to night time and we had a little adult sleepover but because um i we were staying fucking ages away hannah who's one of my best mates just came back to the house with me back to his house with me and then they set up a bed in the lounge like this mattress bed in the lounge with um made it all really cute as if it was her bedroom we had so much fun doing it and then i obviously stayed with him and then um the next day, we all just ended up hanging out for the whole day, and then we didn't leave for three weeks. <laughs> what? You hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on whoa, whoa, whoa. You lived with Hot Jesus for three weeks in Switzerland. For three weeks in Switzerland. In Switzerland. <laughs> How have I never yeah. heard this? No story? joke. I know. I know. I kind of forget it exists. But we, so we went to, we went back to where we were staying. We were staying with um, Hannah's family, friends out in the country. And it was really beautiful. And we went back to where we were staying. We were like laters and grabbed all our bags and literally took our huge backpacks that we'd be backpacking around Europe for three months to Hot Jesus' house and literally like moved in with them and we were flatmates and every night we'd go to the supermarket and we'd cook flat dinners and then they would go to work and we would, if he was at work, we'd go with one of his friends to an art gallery or hire bikes or go and lie by the lake because it was summer and then he would come meet us after work and he'd be like, hi babe. And I was like, hey. And then we would just hang out for three weeks and then my friends were driving a camper van through Switzerland and messaged and were like, where are you? And we sent the exact address of his house and they drove to his house and we're just like, beep, beep. And we just jumped in and drove to Italy. This is the makings of a beautiful, like, European art film and also Jake's jaw is on the floor. It is, the it is <laughs> on the floor. That is a stunning story. I love every it part of that. It is a stunning that. story. I'm, I want to cast cast members into it but i can't think of who oh my god who. i love how you were casting people do you know what i, I was scoring the mu- i was scoring the film i was like already thinking of right. the soundtrack oh my god we've got this halfway I'm produced like uh-huh. a jamie dornan for swiss jesus oh yeah i like that yeah yeah and for isabel brunette actresses thoughts on yes leonardo dicaprio's girlfriend is you Oh my god, obviously yes. (laughs) We've got our cast. Oh my god, this is beautiful. She's far why did I not win girlfriend model search from now being compared to Camilla Marone? I don't know. The questions just keep on coming. Okay, Jake, your dating stories. Oh. Your dating stories in London, because I don't really have any of those. How does it compare to start with? How does it compare to Sydney? What if the uh, because we're noticing differences between Australians and Londoners? 
just in day-to-day interactions and I wonder how mm. that extends to dating because they do, they feel quite different. Yeah, I think it is quite different here. I think the, the biggest difference I've found is in attitudes. Like I think, and, you know, you guys will probably agree to this like to an extent, would be that in in Sydney, like obviously it's a very big city. Like it's it's got about half the population of London and London's a very big city. But I think your your likelihood of knowing people is just so much higher for whatever reason. Like mm. you're so much more likely to know like one of their friends or their cousin or their mum or like their dog's, you know, groomer mm. or something. And, you know, you've just got all of these like points of connection. Like if it was, if, you know, the Sydney gay scene was a LinkedIn profile, you'd never be more than like two connections away from someone. So you just can't, <laughs> people, people just have to, you know, treat each other with like a higher degree of respect when you're in that situation, I think, because, you know, you, you just can't, you can't yes. get away with this level of anonymity that I think is used here in London so much more because it's just such a bigger place with more people. And I think just more geographically spread out too, in terms of the places where people live. Um, so Grinder is also quite renowned for being a bit more of a hookup app, right? Than dating. Absolutely. So in terms of so in terms of now being in isolation when you can't just hook up, are people chatting more? Are people asking what your star sign is? <laughs> Do people want to know what you had for dinner? You know, if you like candles, like what's going on at your house or is it is it just straight dick pics? You know what? I would I would love to tell you that people have grown to be more wholesome, decent humans in this time, but no, yeah, you're correct. It's absolutely just like, hey, what's up? Got a dick pic. But we've we've heard of people who are online dating who have been doing things like Skype dates and phone sex and like mm. kind of really adapting to the circumstances. I feel like a hundred years old when I hear the term phone sex. I'm like, wow, wow. You put the phone where? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it feels like something that only 18 year old Grace would do. I just can't imagine ever having the energy now. I was even wanting to maybe try and organize a virtual date. I was like, I'll take one for the team and organize a virtual date and then talk about it on the podcast. And then I was like, I cannot find the energy to be bothered finding someone I like enough to talk to on the video. Well, do you know what? I I will take one for the team here because I have actually done that um, in the last few weeks. You're welcome. And I saw. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, just because yes. it was, yes. I mean, <laughs> yes, it was basically, the, it was the only option available. I mean, like, what else do we have in this in this time? Um, and I, I must say, I, I went into it being like, oh, my God, this is going to be so awkward. And, like, I just can't curate how I'm going to look on a video. Like, this is just really challenging for my ego and my self-esteem. Um, but it was actually really fun. And it was like, it was, a, it was a, it, and this is someone you'd never yeah, met. It was, yes, exactly. It was like someone I'd never actually met. And it was like a weirdly sweet way to do it. I think you'd both be feeling, this is the thing about the lockdown is it's kind of put people on this even playing field of vulnerability. So I feel like you'd both be coming into the situation with similar amounts of, oh, this is kind of weird. Hi, you know, compared to maybe dates where someone's, in their area or their yeah, cafe yes, and they feel totally. cocky or they yeah. you know like maybe I think that's it, it's equaled also, out a little 
Or you have like a bit of a front. Yeah, well, on. I was going to say that it's so much easier, I think, to put up a bit of a front when you're on like a first date out in the real world because you know you're at a bar and there's yes. other people around that like, you can do. You can do it, and you, you want to act as if you you know what you're oh, doing. 100%. <laughs> you're like, whereas like it's it's a totally yeah. different kettle of fish when you're like chatting to someone for the first time and you're watching them like make their lunch in their kitchen and like sitting down at the table. <laughs> it's just like such a different way of doing it. Cute. So Jake, we so love that you joined us to chat we when we decided on this concept obviously you were the first person we had in mind because you are who we're with all the time so if anyone actually wanted to have an after work drink with us in reality they would find you there at the table they absolutely would and honestly it's been such a pleasure and i cannot wait to see what's being served for dessert thank you for having me thanks jake we love you jake bye. thanks guys love you bye A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.